0: What if? Good morning. How are you this morning? Great to be with you this morning. My name is Dawn. I am one of the pastors here at Passionate Life. So excited to bring the word to you. Uh, I've been meeting a ton of new people, so I do want to share a little bit about myself. I have been married to my amazing husband for 17 years. It's been Awesome. <laughs> Yes, um, but I believe that the best is yet to come. We get, we get older, but we're still growing and, uh, it's been awesome. I have two amazing sons, Jude, who just went into second grade and Zeke, who went into kindergarten. I actually have my Jude that's here this morning on the front row, but I got a picture. Hey, this is their first day. That's what's up right there. They had a great first week. I've been loving uh, talking to them about being planted in your purpose and that God has planted them in that school to be the light of the world. And so they can start at any age. They can be love and light and kindness. So that's been super fun talking to them about that. Um, some more about myself. I am uh, an ex-addict. I am an ex-road rager who, I mean, come on, we're still working on that. Um, and then I am a <laughs> ex-loner. Um, I haven't been a Christian my whole life, but listen, I am living my best life now. It's not perfect, but it's my best. Come on, somebody. Um, so we're going to get into the question, what if? what if we have these questions in our head what if constantly what if so have you ever been um in your car you're going to your destination you're just going on your way and all of a sudden you see those lights in your rear view mirror and you're like ah. you know that sinking feeling you get pulled over And uh, you get a ticket and you make, you might get two tickets. You didn't know that that light was out in your back trunk. All right. You're like, what if I would have gone the other way? You know, what if I would have left just 10 minutes later? I don't care if I would have been late. You know, what if I felt that feeling I've been pulled over and, uh, I was on drugs and I had drugs in the car and I'm like, lord help me you know when you're like not living for god but you're saying those prayers like you know foxhole prayers like god help me but in that moment i didn't get arrested i didn't get a ticket by the grace of god i don't know how i got out of it but i said to god like what if that would have happened in my life what if i've had a lot of those what if questions what if i would have joined the military what if i wouldn't have moved out at 17. What if um, I hadn't met my husband? What if I had never done drugs? And this what if feeling comes from a deep emotion of shame, wonder, regret. But what if this is the moment that you were created for? Put that Esther scripture up. What if this is the moment? Perhaps this is the moment for which you have been created. But it's hard to receive and embrace that scripture when we're constantly living in the what-ifs. So we're going to get into that, but I want to pray with you first. Lord, we just thank you so much for this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place. Lord, we, we pray that you would touch our hearts today, that you would speak to us like you can only do, God. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What if? What if I wasn't there? What if I was there? What if I would have answered that call? What if I wouldn't have said those words? What if I would have said those words? You know, those words go in my head like, what if I would have said, I could have said, what if, you know, (laughs) it happens, you know. And those what if questions come a lot when there's bad circumstances in our life. What if? But also these questions happen in our life when good things are happening. Good things could be happening, but you're questioning what if because it's not living up to the expectation that you wanted it to be. It doesn't quite look like you thought it would look. So what if? So I wanna talk about three things that living in the what if does to us. What does living in the what ifs do to us? Number one, the first thing that what ifs do to us is it, it, it brings us to a life of comparison. Constantly comparing what if. What if I had a job like them? What if I had their spouse? What if I had their money in the bank? What if? What if I had parents like them? What if, I, what if my dad wouldn't have left? What if I could um, be like them? What if I could look like them? What if I could do what they do? I remember growing up and I was like thinking as a kid, even as a kid. What if I could be like Mariah? You thought I was going to say, be like Mike. No, that was Andrew. What if I could be like Mike? No. What if I could be like Mariah Carey and sing like her? Oh, what if I could? My life would look totally different, right? (laughs) You don't want me to sing. No, you don't. I won't. (laughs) I'll leave that to Pastor Liz She is awesome. Um, But what if? What if I could sing like her? What if I could do what they could do? This comparison Life, what if, what if, comparison, life. And I can say this because comparison is uh, uh, something that kills confidence in your life. I had no confidence in who I was in Christ or even like who God wanted me to be. I couldn't embrace because I was constantly comparing of what I didn't have or who I wasn't. Wondering, confidence killer. It also breeds insecurity, never fully embracing you. I know because I was the comparison queen, comparison queen. What if I had friends like them? What if I wasn't homeschooled? You're like, she was homeschooled. She can have a conversation with me. Yes, I can conversate with you, okay? I'm homeschooled. But let's put that picture up. Let's put that picture up. Let's just prove that I was homeschooled. If you look at this girl, you're like, oh, she was homeschooled. Oh, that's a homeschool girl right there. Yeah, that's me. You could, you could take it down now. That's good. That was good. Okay, you can take it down now. <laughs> All right, all right. (laughs) What if I wasn't a homeschool girl? Come on. (laughs) What if I wasn't a military kid where I was a new kid on the block everywhere I went? What if? What if I looked like that girl? What if I served God my whole life? Total regret, what ifs. Comparison. I sat in the what ifs for years because comparison will keep you wondering if you're really who you should be and not ever accepting who you are. It keeps you in this mindset of confusion and uncertainty. Am I, who am I, where, what if, what if, what if, this comparison and the enemy wants you to stay there. He doesn't ever want you to embrace you because there's only one you. God created you for your specific talent, your specific gift, for you to play a part in your community, in your family, in your workplace. He made you specifically to be you, but the enemy doesn't want you to be there. Do you have what if comparison thoughts? What if I had that girlfriend or boyfriend? Then I'd be happy. What if I looked like that person? Then I'd be accepted. What if I had gotten that job or job promotion, then I would be successful, then I would be dot, dot, dot. What if I had their house, their car, their spouse, their kids? What if? What if I was a Christian like them? Then God would bless me. What if I was happy like them? Man, they're happy all the time. Man, I just cussed this morning. I I watched naughty shows. I gossip about people what if what if I was like the perfect like them then God would bless me what if I didn't have any mistakes or problems then God would bless me come on let's be honest in this place can we be honest who let's let's raise our hand I'm for I'm for real don't be lying in church okay Who's ever said a cuss word? Like I've been. Cu- oh my goodness! Look around you. You're not alone. You're not. Very, you know, cuss word. Who's watched naughty shows? Don't be lying in church. You need to go to Prayer Cove. <laughs> you know who has mistakes? There's no perfect person. The only perfect person that has ever walked this planet is Jesus. He is the only perfect person. He died on the cross two thousand years ago for you and me because we are so imperfect. We need to stop comparing ourselves to somebody else. We do this all the time, especially in social media. Social media is a comparison hole, right? You're comparing your behind the scenes life with somebody's highlight reel. You're like, wow, they got the perfect family. They got the perfect job. They got the perfect selfies. I take a selfie and delete it right away. Like I can't do what they could do. And the grass always looks greener on the other side. But when you get really close to the grass, it's actually artificial grass. They're not fake, but what you're conjuring up in your head is fake. Because they don't have the perfect life. They don't have the perfect wife or husband or kids or life. You know, everybody's got their own issues and problems. We need to stop comparing and letting the devil take Who God's called us to be. Don't let him steal who you are and who he's called you to be. It's the pit of comparison. It steals your confidence. Steals your purpose. Nobody is perfect. Comparison is a confidence killer. Philippians 1, 6. And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Listen, we're all a work in progress. We're all striving towards that righteousness and holiness and purity together. We're doing this journey together, not to judge one another, not to be critical of ourselves in the process, not to compare, but to keep moving forward towards all that God has for you. Comparison kills your purpose and confidence. When you want what if compare, we stop ourselves from God's best life now. 2 Corinthians 3:5. 2 Corinthians, it is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. He's the one who is our strength. What does living in the what-ifs do to you? It causes comparison, and then it causes discontentment. This comparison causes this discontentment in our lives. Philippians 4, 11 through 13. And this is Paul the Apostle. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Come on. I can do everything through Christ. And we seem to focus on, for I can do everything through Christ, but if we read the whole before contentment, how can he be content with an empty stomach? I know when I'm Hungry hangry. <laughs> I don't feel very content, but he, this is a very good example of Paul saying it doesn't matter if I have a full or empty st- Or a stomach. I don't care if I have stuff everything or nothing I am content because I have given my full life to God and I trust who he is in my life I've put him first in every area. I have put him first in every area every area And when we put God first in every area, he blesses the rest he blesses the rest and paul knows this concept He talked about this that contentment is not in things that we uh, can't take to heaven Money in the bank that that won't that'll just burn It's not our contentment our contentment comes from jesus Knowing that he takes care of the flowers in the field. How much more will he take care of his kids? How much more will he take care of you? Not living in this constant discontentment. Paul's like, no, 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 no. I don't need to live in this this discontentment because I know that I have a good God that loves me. That's going to take care of me. And what this does, when we are living in this what-if life, it brings discontentment. You're always looking for happiness in everything or in someone, right? Or in everyone else. Their approval, your value comes from People instead of God Discontentment contentment leads to like not liking yourself sometimes hating yourself Like if I was only like that person if I could only be like them then 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 what you need to start embracing who God has called you to be Because when you start embracing that's when contentment comes That's when fulfillment comes Jesus has a plan for you perhaps this is the moment for which you have been created. Perhaps this is the moment. And Esther, in this scripture, in Esther, she was facing death. She was facing losing her, her heritage. She was facing, facing losing her people. But perhaps this is the moment in which you have been created. Second Corinthians 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. This is Paul again. I love Paul. He's been through it. He's not perfect. He was a murderer. He hated Christians, and God's called him to something higher for him to embrace the Him. And this is Him, uh, Paul speaking again three different times. I begged the Lord to take it away. We don't know what it is, but what is your it? I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time He said, My grace is all you need, my power works best. In weakness so now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me that's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults and in the hardships and in the persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ for when I am weak then I am strong then I am strong We conjure up these perfect people. If you look at somebody and you're like, man, they've got it all together. They got the money. They got the the girlfriend or boyfriend or spouse. Or they got the car. They got the house. And you're like, these perfect people. But then when I look at these type of people, don't judge me because I know you're thinking it too. Man, they they need to go through some life, right? They need to go through it. Because when you've gone through it, in it, experienced it, and you've seen God come to it, move it. Pick you up in it. Love you still through it. Because it's only through the grace of God that you can proclaim healing, restoration, refreshment, fulfillment, and contentment in your life. Because when we are weak, he is strong. When we are weak, he is strong. Being content in the spirit within us. Because it's only through his grace that we can get through this life. The grace of God is what gives us contentment. What living in the what ifs do to us? It causes comparison, discontentment, and then it causes a wavering faith, wavering faith. Do you believe that you were created for such a time as this? Do you believe that? What if I didn't experience that trauma, abuse, or abandonment in my life, what if? I'm here to tell you that there is healing and hope for you today, and that you've got a story to tell. You've got a story to tell. What if I would have answered that call? Then they'd be alive today. What if? What if I would have been there? What if I would have said something? if I would have done something you need to know today that it is not your fault it's not your fault there's healing for you there's hope for you and you've got a story to tell and we can't let the enemy stop us from any of those three things healing hope and your story because our story is is our, our 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 process man that's our future that God can use our story not to live in our past, but to move forward in our future. To be used for somebody else to, for healing and hope. There's healing, hope, and a future for you. These are some questions that we may ask in our life with the what ifs. Will God forgive me? Will God still love me? Will he answer my prayers? Will he heal my brokenness? Can he still use me? I know this is a question that Andrew and I asked quite a bit because of our mistakes and our regret and living in what ifs. God, can you still use me? I'm so broken. I have made so many mistakes. I have so many regrets. God, can you? These are some questions That we ask, what if I didn't make that mistake? What if I didn't do that? What if this didn't happen to me? There is healing and there is forgiveness. And God loves you no matter what, past, present, future. He doesn't want the enemy to steal your purpose, your joy, your contentment. He doesn't want you to steal those things. He wants you to believe what he says is true. It's a wavering faith when we do this. When we always are questioning the what ifs in our lives. Forgiveness is a powerful thing, and I want to kind of land on forgiveness for a minute. Forgiveness is powerful. Maybe you need forgiveness today. Maybe you need to forgive yourself today. Or maybe you need to forgive someone today. Forgiveness is powerful. And what does forgiveness mean? Forgiveness does not mean that what our sin, our sin is okay. Cause our sin is not okay. You know, when my kids ask for forgiveness, we don't say, oh, it's okay. Cause it's not okay. It's, I forgive you. We respond with, I forgive you. Because forgiveness is powerful. Not saying that it's okay. Not saying that what somebody did to you or said to you was okay. What forgiveness says is that what Jesus Christ did on that cross is enough. Is enough for me that he forgave me, I can forgive me, and I I can forgive those around me. It's powerful. When you don't forgive, you're giving the control and power to the enemy. When you forgive, you give the power and control to Jesus. And that's what we need to do. We need to forgive. Not have this wavering back and forth. Wavering faith also causes worry. These questions come up. What if I died? What would my... Would my family be taken care of? What if my kids never give their lives to Jesus? What if God doesn't heal me? What if I never get my breakthrough? What if I can't pay my bills? Worry, this wavering faith, this worry. You're being tossed with the wind, with the waves. Because when it's good, oh, God is good. But when it's not, oh man, where is God? It's wavering. The what if, what if God? Students, this is a good one for the students. What if I fail? These are questions. What if I don't have friends this year? What if I'm not accepted? What if I can't please my parents? What if I'm not good enough? The what ifs cause this wavering faith, this lack of confidence. Let me give you some good news. All God needs is a little glimmer. All he needs is a small little mustard seed. All he needs is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, and he can break open those mountains in your life. You're not supposed to move the mountains. He is. He is the miracle maker, the miracle mover. He will move those mountains. We have to give him everything. We have to put him first in every area of our life. Then he will bless the rest No matter if your stomach is full or empty, God's gonna take care of you. Wavering, God wants us to be solid on the foundation of the rock that no matter what is happening, God is good. God is good. When we live in the what ifs, we question God's goodness, his faithfulness and his love for us. When we live in this what if scenario constantly. So how can we get out of the what ifs? Listen, we say these things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say some things and we're going to say it over and over and over and over and over again. Because you might be like, oh, I heard that. Are you doing it? Oh, I heard that. Are you doing it? Seriously, we're here to, to equip you. We want to equip you and send you to go be who God's called you to be in your community, in your family, and in your workplace. So if you've seen this and you're like, oh, I heard that before, before do it. Do it. And then you'll be like, oh, yes, yes, you do it too. You'll be sitting there and be like, I do that too. Come on, somebody. Somebody else in here needs to hear it. What can we get? Welcome the Holy Spirit into your life. Holy Spirit, come and empower me. Holy Spirit, live in my life. Walk and talk to me. Holy Spirit, I receive you today. I may not feel perfect, but I know I'm going to live my best life now because you are good. You are here and you are moving in me. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, who's the Holy Spirit? He's the one that empowers us. He's the one that gives us all we need. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they're all three in one. So Jesus in our life, God in our life, Holy Spirit come. We need to welcome the Holy Spirit into our life. He empowers us to be all he's created us to be. Second one, take a moment and reflect and accept we need to reflect and accept. We don't need to live in our, in our past. We, we do need to have some healing and reflect on it. God, I want you to heal me in these areas. Journal. Get a journal and be honest with God, with you and God. Pastor Lismar preached about this last week. Be honest with yourself. Man, you're the one who talks to you. You're the voice is the one that you hear the most. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. Write these things down. Accept it. Reflect on it. Next one. Give it to God. I give you my past. I give you my mistakes. I give you the people who have hurt me. I give you my life. I give you my thoughts. I give you my decisions, past, present, and future. Give it to Him. Feel it. Heal from it. And give it up. And stop taking it back. Because what we do is we give it to God. And, oh, 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 oh. oh, you know. Oh, not that much. And we, we wonder why God doesn't bless the rest. Because we haven't given him our best we got to give it to God. Next one. This is, what I, this is one of my favorites right here. Get equipped. Get hungry. Get passionate. Come on. You're like, I'm not passionate like her. I can't be like her. Listen, you're not supposed to be me. You're not supposed to be me. You're not supposed to be Pastor Andrew. You're not supposed to be Pastor Liz Marr. You're not supposed to be um, Aaron. You're not supposed to be Pastor Domingo. You're not supposed to be them. You're supposed to be you. Your passion can be in what you do. Not in what you say, but what you do. You care for people. You're com- you, you love people. Might be your word. Hey, how you doing? That's your passion because you feel it. You're authentic. It's your authentic selves. When we live in this, what if? We can't be authentic because we're always trying to be somebody else. Be you. Get passionate. Get fired up. A, okay, I got some subtitles here. Bible. Your word is a lamp to God my feet and a light to my path. Get into your word Get the Bible app. We talk about this all the time. Because the word, man, it is alive and it is living and it is moving. And it will speak to your life on the daily. Get into your word. Come on, next one. Prayer. Don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand his peace will guard your hearts and minds As you live in Christ Jesus. Are you going to the throne before you go to the phone? Are you? Are you going to Jesus? are you talking to him? Uh, I don't know how to pray Well, do you know how to talk to your best friend? That's who you, you know, I had a bad day today. God I had a rough day. I was frustrated today. Man, I need you today. God, be with me today. Those are prayers. Just talking, having conversation with God. Pray. God, Holy Spirit, be with me today. Help me. Help me. Pray. Prayer. Get out of the what ifs and start praying. See, friends, community, youth, kids, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians six 2. Listen, you're carrying these burdens by yourself and you're like this. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. No, God created you to let people come around you and carry them with you. Hey, let me take that for you. If you saw somebody coming in the airport and they had luggage all over them, I mean, I would go up to them and ask them if they needed help. I don't know about you, but I would. Wouldn't you? That's what we're doing. We're carrying all these burdens. We need to come alongside each other and carry each other's burdens. Youth, kids, that's what we do. Carry each other's burdens, do life with one another. Stop living in the what ifs and get plugged in. Do community. In the message, I love this in the message. The message version says, live creatively, friends. If someone falls into sin, forgivingly, restore him. Saving your critical comments to yourself. You might be needing forgiveness before the day's out. Hello, somebody, that's me, I need some forgiveness. Stoop down, reach out to those who are oppressed share their burdens, and so complete Christ's law. If you think you are too good for that, you are badly deceived. Mmm, that's a good word right there. D, growth track. What is growth track? Wise men and women are always learning, always listening for fresh insights. Growth track, yes, Andrew and I share a story. Yes, we do a personality test. But we also talk about the foundations and fundamentals and principles of the Bible and what we believe as a church. It's so important it's important to be what you're to know what you're a part of Growth track growth track is today go If you haven't gone to growth track do it if you're like, oh, I already did a growth track at my other church now I'm at this church. I oh, don't. it's all the same. No, it's not No, it's not We're all doing the work of God But we want you to be a part of the mission and vision that God has here in this house Go to growth track. This is such a vital important part Sign up at the Welcome Center. Go there. Life groups. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together. Some are in the habit of doing. Oh, I'm busy. I'm distracted. I got other things to do. I don't want to go to that life group. Listen, I went to a life group this Thursday, and there was a few people in there that were like, this is my first life group. My life has changed. See? If you haven't experienced it, do it. We're gonna have some life group tables coming up a new fall semester get plugged in Get connected stop living in the what ifs. What if I had those friends? We'll get them to a life group and get some friends (laughs) Hello (laughs) Encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching come on do life together stop hiding Stop letting fear be your determining factor of your life, and then we complain, I don't have God's best because really we haven't been giving him our best. Give him all, first of everything, and then he'll bless the rest. F, baptisms. Baptisms, and this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from your body, but the pledge, the pledge of a clear conscious, towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What the scripture is saying is that when we get baptized, what it symbolizes is that our old self is dying in that water and our new self is coming alive in Christ and that we proclaim the goodness of God in our life that we can and will follow him for the rest of our days. Get baptized. Our last baptism is this Saturday. Show up. We will baptize you. Get, Get there, show up, and then we will feed you some hamburgers and hot dogs will celebrate this new life and symbolize that you are dead to your old life and that you have purpose into the life that God has for you get baptized God's plan is the best plan there is it is the best and greatest he wants to bless your life we got to give him full control stop living in the what ifs what if comparison what if discontentment? Stop, take those thoughts captive. No, I, I, I will not believe you devil. I won't, because my life is in Christ. He has full control of my life. He takes care of the flowers of the field. How much more will he take care of me? He will take care of me. When I stopped living in the what ifs, I felt stronger, I felt empowered. I felt confident to walk out what God had for my life. I embraced me. I stopped comparing, man. Comparison is evil. It crushes your spirit. Discontentment stops you from walking out everything that God has for you. Wavering faith. We're never settled. Man, let's stop living in the what ifs and start living in the I can, I am. Embrace who you are. Man, when I stopped living in the what ifs, I started to practice the fruits of the spirit and it came a lot more natural to me. I didn't have to struggle so much with it. I still am human. I'm not living my perfect life now, I'm living my best life because I've completely surrendered in every area of my life. Fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. Man, I'm Cuban, I'm fiery. I had issues with these areas. But when I gave God all and stopped living in the what is, he could do so much more with all than a portion, right? He can bless the rest, our thoughts, our hearts, our families, our workplaces, our friendships, our communities, he can do so much more. Perhaps this is a moment for which you have been created. Students, I wanna speak to the students in this place. You have purpose. No matter what age you are, whether you're in elementary, middle, high school, going into college, going for your masters, God has purpose for you. You might still be discovering who you are in Christ. God has purpose for you. Embrace who he's called you to be. You're not gonna be perfect. Just do your best. And he's gonna bless the rest of your life. He's gonna bless this year because you're putting Jesus first because it's the best year with Jesus, amen? But first, your first decision, some of you are like, I need to put Jesus first. I need to, I need to ask the Holy Spirit in my life. And that's you, I want to pray for you. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. This is your moment between you and Jesus. Your private declaration, and I want to pray with you. If you're saying, man, I'm living in this what if, I've never fully committed my heart to Jesus. And this morning is the morning I want to, I want to fully commit to you, Jesus. Give up on my what-ifs. If that's you and you wanna say yes to Jesus invite him into your life, just raise your hand to the Lord today. I wanna pray with you. Yes, I see that hand. Yep, yep, I see those hands. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Awesome, best decision of your life. Go ahead and put those hands down. I wanna pray with you. Church, if you could pray this prayer with me as we agree with those making the best decision of their life, say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of all my sins. Past, present, and future. I give my full life to you. And I choose to live my best life now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, give it up. Heaven is rejoicing.